you really wanna know, then come on, let's go. Take a stroll down those. What's going on, Mountaineer Nation? Welcome into another edition of the Country Roads webcast, brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics, found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Today, we will be discussing the final week of West Virginia spring practice. It has come and gone very quickly. Got the spring game coming up in just a few short days. Going to discuss what we can expect to see there, probably, as well as the unveiling of the new uniforms. What do I want to see? What may we see? We'll talk about it all coming up here on the show but before we get into that let's talk about this week's mountaineer football news all right so really only one piece of news to discuss this week and that is west virginia landing a transfer we mentioned on um, previous podcasts west virginia still had three spots remaining in the 2019 recruiting class they would probably look to add a receiver and either offensive or defensive lineman with those three spots they have now filled one of those spots with the receiver as they've secured a commitment from transfer wide receiver sean ryan who previously played for Temple last season as a freshman. 6'4", 195-pound target. Uh, saw minimal action in less than uh, half of the team's games, but did have a touchdown and over 100 yards and 12 receptions. Now, after uh, Temple hired Manny Diaz, Manny Diaz wasn't even there about a week or so, went left Miami, so they hired Rod Carey. So with the two coaching changes, he will probably petition the NCAA to be immediately eligible, and will probably win that with the uh, multiple coaching changes in such a short period. So likely he will be eligible for this season in 2019 and he will only be a sophomore so he will have four years to play three more seasons all right so now that we have the football news covered let's get back to talking some spring practice now um let's talk about what happened kind of some news and notes from this past week of spring practice um is now in their final week of spring practice. They held practice on Monday. Uh, Student Appreciation Day was yesterday on Tuesday. At the time of this recording is Wednesday, and West Virginia will have one more practice tomorrow on Thursday, April the 11th, prior to the spring game coming Saturday, April 13th. So um, this past week, another you know week of West Virginia spring practice in the books, uh, in the final week now, as I said. So you know some of the main things that came out was the offensive line was still still a work in progress. Uh, been experiencing some growing pains. You know they got some new faces and replacing some guys uh, players learning new positions and of course learning an entirely new system under offensive line coach and co-offensive coordinator Matt Moore so um, you know the coaching staff has kind of expressed the most concern over offensive line and quarterback um, but the offense ha- offensive line has been performing better uh, this past week and um, so it, it's it's coming it's coming along it's coming along and um you know, at your tackles, you're going to have Colton McKivitz at left tackle, Kelby Wickline at right tackle. Um, now, I, I previously mentioned at guard, you of course, you're going to have Josh Seals, one of the most uh, experienced linemen on the team, and he is now back after suffering that injury scare. And then at center, you've been having Chase Barrett and Bryson Mays working there. But then at the other guard spot uh, where Bryson Mays had also been working, Michael Brown has really been coming on there, and it's looking like he may end up earning the starting job at that left guard spot opposite Josh Seals at right guard. So Michael Brown um, last year came into West Virginia as a junior college recruit, uh, big guy, 6'4", 350. 360 range. Um, his brother Joe Brown played for the Mountaineers some last season. Actually started the first game of the year and uh, seen uh, action periodically at that guard position. 
Joe Brown's no longer with the team, but his brother Michael Brown has really been progressive well in uh, in that past week of practice and uh, is looking to earn a spot on the starting line, which is which is great to see. Uh, big big guy and the fact that he's getting his condition up to a position to a point where he can uh, contribute consistently along that line and possibly be a starter is great news for West Virginia. So. Um, that's big. Also, in the past week of practice, you know, uh, Quincy Hall is a former walk-on, uh, five-foot-five receiver. Um, some people may remember in the Camper World Bowl, he made a big play, 43-yard reception. Um, he got into a couple games in the punt return um, last year with uh, alongside David Seals when they put two guys back. Quincy Hall will be back there, and um, the new coaching staff has really liked what he done, what he did this past week of spring practice, and what he's been doing throughout the spring. And they think that there is definitely a, a spot for him, despite being a five-foot-five walk-on. He's been working at that inside receiver position behind Tevin Bush, and so he, he's going to have some kind of uh, some kind of role, whether it be on special teams or play. Uh, sporadically at the inside receiver position, you know, fast, elusive guy. So um, he's going to be, uh, he's earning himself a role, you know, despite being a walk on, he's earned himself a role. And that's Quincy Hall um, working in the slot and possibly going to be on special teams as well. And then, of course, um, this past week, also the Steels brothers continued to uh, shine in the way that they have been virtually all spring. Um, Darius and Dante, they've both had. You know, big springs, both mentioned heavily. Darius is going to be the team starting nose tackle, really been dominating there. And while as uh, Dante Stills is in competition with the senior re- senior defensive end, Reese Donahue, to be West Virginia's starting defensive end. So just the fact that he's in a competition there is big and shows you how well he's been playing because Reese Donahue started pretty much every game with that defensive end spot since he, since he came on campus. So, I mean, the fact that Dante Stills is challenging him is just showing you how um, impressive Dante Stills has been and how much potential he has. And I expect both those Stills brothers to um, have great seasons this year. They were good last year. I expect them to be great or even better than that um, this year. And then as far as the QB competition, which is I'm sure what everybody wants to talk about is quarterbacks. Um, it's still kind of the same same as it was, you know, not not too much change really. You know, all three guys have been repping with the first team, and, you know, the main thing is that coaches are trying to have patience. There's still growing pains, and, you know, um, I'll read you a quote here from my quarterback coach, Sean Reagan, actually, um, who was, you know, asked about the quarterbacks during last week's um, spring practice sessions, one of his interviews, and um, he says, when you're in year one of anything, patience is the word. When Coach Brown got the job at Troy, we wanted to implement everything. Year one was about patience because eventually they're going to get it. When we left, they had it. The offense was operating at a pretty good clip, and we didn't have to worry about until the quarterback got hurt. But it was basically operating itself. Here, we're back back in year one phase again. We have to remind ourselves to be patient. We're going to be good, but when is the question. So, it's looking like the quarterback competition is not going to be settled by the end of spring. I'm highly doubtful that it is. Um, I expect you, you, all three of those guys will play. Probably all three will play with the first team during the spring game. And, you know, Trent Jackson, the fourth quarterback, uh, walk on. We'll talk more about him in a little bit. But he'll also, I expect, to get some playing time as well. So you're not going to know who this team's starting quarterback is likely until fall camp, um, unless something drastic happens over the summer. But um, during, and during fall camp is when we'll likely find out who will be the Mountaineers starting quarterback. Back and hopefully one of them guys can separate themselves around then. 
And then also this, uh, you know, past week in spring practice, uh, the younger running backs uh, really began to impress. Uh, that would be Alex Sinkfield and Letty Brown, the two sophomores. You also have the two seniors. So all four of those guys have really been doing an excellent job. And, you know, um, the Mountaineers have expressed wanting to get those guys onto the field, all of them. So um, they've been trying to find different ways to get Alex Sinkfield on the field, whether it's lining him up at receiver, just running plays to get him in space. And then the other three kind of alternating in with the first team. So four telling to running backs good problem to have and hopefully the only thing that um you know you make you hesitant about that is the offensive line you know has been the area of concern but if the offensive line can uh, run block well west virginia will have a good run game in 2019 i do believe and you know part of the offensive line struggles um it's been said can be attributed to vic coning's defense um you know Offensive uh, co-offensive coordinator, offensive line coach Matt Moore was asked if you know Vic Coning would uh, do something a little bit more vanilla so that the offensive line could you know kind of you know get their get their feet under them and and uh, you know know what they're doing and um, which coach Matt Moore's response to that during the interview was our defense isn't the easiest to run the ball against they move a lot and that's fine because that helps us in the long run but the growing pains are tough with all the moving they do. And he says, there is no such thing as vanilla stuff with Coach Vic Coning. The good thing is I've been with him for four years, and I've been through these growing pains before, and they're tough. The stuff that he does, you look at his defense year after year, and it's tough to run the ball. We've been in this situation before. It's not fun, but it's something you have to work through. So um, despite the offensive line struggling now, I think that that quote uh, speaks volumes because not only does that uh, go to tell you how um, impressive Vic Coning's defensive scheme is and how different it is than other ones that you'll see and how they're going to be good at stopping the run, but it also goes to uh, show that in the future, once West Virginia's offensive line is able to block Vic Coning's defense and all the movement that they do up front, that they should not have any trouble going forward in the season with any other teams they face because they've seen about everything from um, Coach Vic Coning's defense here at West Virginia. So that's just kind of a, a practice report from this past week of spring practice. As I said, West Virginia is now in their final week of spring practice as they prepare for the spring game coming up on Saturday. Um, now, after that um, week, there was a, the second official spring scrimmage, which took place on Saturday, day, on April the 6th. So that was West Virginia's last kind of official scrimmage before they um, get it get the uh, gold blue spring game this coming Saturday on April 13th um, on, on the fan appreciation day yesterday, April 9th. Um, they said that they ran a little bit, but you know, nothing like a full fledged scrimmage like they had in the past two Saturdays. So um, let's go ahead and talk about um, what occurred in that uh, spring scrimmage this past Saturday. Okay, so West Virginia held their second official scrimmage of the spring on April 6th, and uh, head coach Neil Brown described it as probably the most intense sp uh, scrimmage the team would have during spring practices, and uh, yet again, the scrimmage was closed, no media allowed, but uh, Coach Brown did with the meet, meet with the media again following the scrimmage to uh, kind of describe what happened and always uh, detail what players stood out to him. Um, his opening quote in uh, recapping that scrimmage was, It was a much better day overall, both sides. I thought we looked closer to being a complete football team today. We made a good amount of strides this week, and I'm proud of them. I'm proud of how our guys prepared this week. I thought they did a much better job getting ready to play. We're getting better. There's still a long way to go. Next week is really critical for us as far as our development goes as a football team. We'll have to get a lot of things done heading into the summer, which next week is the, he's referencing this week that's going on right now. So hopefully that's happening and they're, um, you know, 
really hitting that stride, um, getting ready for the spring game, and then you know improving a lot heading into summer. But the good thing is that. Um, all the coaches said unanimously the team has improved a lot from the first spring scrimmage to the second spring scrimmage. So hopefully they've improved even more. They'll improve even more during this week going into the uh, spring game and really give them a good um, jumping off point heading into summer workouts before fall camp. So, you know, it's been it's been hard, you know, not only, you know, new schemes on both sides of the ball, um, you know, not knowing who your quarterback is, filling spots on the offensive line, filling spots across the whole team. So, you know, it's kind of it's just a work in progress. That's the best way to describe it, really. But uh, the team's improvement, improving and they're all balled in, which is one of the main things that you want and that they're they're working you know that's that's the main thing you can say and, and be happy and be proud of is that this team is working so following that coach neil brown um as he does after these scrimmages announced what players stood out uh to him um, let's go through those players right now the defensive standout performance performers he named i'll just run them down real quick he named safety derek pitts defensive end dante stills defensive end taj austin Linebacker Josh Chandler, cornerback Hakeem Bailey, safety Sean Mahome, linebacker Dylan Tonkery, linebacker Vandarius Cowan, and linebacker Jake Abbott. Now, of those names, a lot of those guys' names that we've been hearing all spring, you know, Dante Stills, Taj Austin, Josh Chandler, uh, Dylan Tonkery. Now, some of the other ones we haven't heard too much about, uh, one being Derek Pitts, who is going to be one of West Virginia's two starting safeties. You're going to have Derek Pitts and Kenny Robinson back there. In regards to Derek Pitts, Coach Brown said Derek Pitts has really had a, a really solid last four or five practices. We've practiced with a lot of energy. He's made a bunch of plays, had an interception in the scrimmage. Um, another name you hadn't heard mentioned a lot is Hakeem Bailey. Um, Hakeem Bailey's a guy that's had an up and down, uh, up and down career. You know, never really reached the potential that I think that a lot of coaches feel like he could reach. Um, you know, it's it's he it's like he performs well in practice, but in the games he hasn't really been able to hit that mark consistently. But uh, good to hear that he's been improving because you've heard a lot about Norwood and Washington and even Jershon Miller. Hadn't heard a lot about Hakeem Bailey, but he had a good performance in the scrimmage. And uh, Coach Neil Brown said Hakeem Bailey the last two days. I'm really excited about him not only on defense but also special teams-wise. So um, he's performing well on defense and special teams, so that's good for Hakeem. And he's also been regarded as you know one of the faster players on the team, so that should help in the special teams area. Sean Mahone, a safety that was mentioned. Um, you know, first time he'd been mentioned all week, all uh, spring rather by Coach Brown, and uh, he had this to say: Sean Mahone had his best week from listening to our strength staff and everybody maybe in a long time. He's one of our leaders on special teams. We give out an award called the Game Changer, and he was the Game Changer of the day on Thursday. So last Thursday you was awarded the Game Changer Award. He's been making plays on special teams, so that may be one of the better special team coverage guys which he has is Sean Mahone. Um, Vandarius Cowan is a guy that um, had some question marks coming into the spring but has really uh, done what he had to do to get on the field and Rightfully so. He's a guy that can be dominated in West Virginia's defense. Haven't seen West Virginia have a linebacker that size, maybe ever. Towers over everyone, big size and speed to go with it. Um, Coach Brown said VD some, did some really good things as talent showed today. That was great to see. So um, great to hear that VD, Vendarius Cowan, has come along. He's moved to the bandit position and uh, seems like he really fits well there. Can rush the quarterback, get down on the line some, and um, has really been working well at that bandit linebacker position. Uh, Honestly, expect him to be West Virginia's starter at that bandit linebacker position in 2019, but we'll see going forward. And then the other name that uh, Neil Brown mentioned that he hadn't mentioned yet was Jake Abbott. Uh, Jake Abbott was a is a walk on linebacker, and um, 
he says about Jake Abbott, Jake Abbott, the last guy defensively, he's made big strides, not only in special teams, but we expect that from him on special teams. One of West Virginia's better players on special teams, but really the last three practices, he's shown up on defense as well. He has a good understanding of what we're doing. So not only is Jake Abbott going to earn a spot on special teams as expected, but he also may earn him some reps on the defense as well as a reserve player. So that's good here for Jake Abbott. Let's flip over and talk about the offensive standout performers in the spring game. Um, Neil Brown named halfback Martel Petaway, halfback Letty Brown, halfback Alex Sinkfield, quarterback Trent Jackson, uh, wide receivers Dylan Spalding and Randy Fields, and wide receiver Sam James. So as you can see, that's three out of the four running backs named by Neil Brown. I mentioned all the running backs have been doing well. The only reason Kennedy McCoy wasn't mentioned, he did not really participate in that um, scrimmage. Uh, he rolled an ankle, just precautionary, wanted to keep him out of there. Um, the one name that probably stuck out is Trent Jackson, the quarterback. I mentioned him briefly a little bit order, earlier. Um, Walk-on, redshirt freshman he's going to be. Um, and Neil Brown said Trent Jackson threw some nice balls today and threw the ball down the field. Um, so, you know, in the scrimmage, the quarterback that stuck out was actually the walk-on Trent Jackson. And that's not to say that he's going to factor into the competition. Not saying that he won't, but it's believed to be a three-man competition between Lowe, Allison, and Kendall. And, you know, you could look at it as a motivational tactic by Neil Brown to mention um, – uh, Trent Jackson and not mention any of the other quarterbacks or it could just be the fact that Trent Jackson had the best day that day and Neil Brown wanted to recognize him for that. Um, personally, do I think he'll factor into the competition? No, but I think that it's good that he's pushing those other guys and you know he may not he won't end up as West Virginia's starting quarterback, but who knows he could end up you know uh, earning himself some some reps and maybe you know earning a, the backup role or, or something you know you never know you don't ever count anybody out just from being a walk on you know there've been some great players in West Virginia history great players in college football history that were walk ons prior to um, prior to that so you never know what could happen but um, the quarterback the thing is. Um, no Brown said, you know, they made some good plays, but he said the bad plays are just too bad right now. The stuff that could cost you games, as you know, what he pointed out in regards to the quarterback play. And, you know, he said, do I wish we were playing as good as we possibly could at quarterback? Yes. And that's kind of the downside. But he said that he's not down about the quarterbacks because they are about where he thought they'd be at this time of the year. So even though they're not quite, nobody's really separated themselves yet or anything like that, the fact is that they're kind of where he thought they'd be with the install and, and the growth pains and all the new faces you know when we look at this West Virginia quarterback battle none of these guys have any starting experience um, Jack Allison started the bowl game and that's the only you know start any of those quarterbacks have so you know and, and even that that was you know minimal at best so yeah, it's kind of wide open you're gonna have a new starter you know not only for West Virginia having a new starting quarterback but a guy that's never started before so some growing pains there at quarterback but hopefully one of those guys can separate themselves as well I think you'll see all four of them play in the spring game um I mentioned the offensive line. Um, they said the offensive line really improved um, in scrimmage number two a lot better than they did in scrimmage number one, especially when it came to um, run blocking. And a big part of that is getting right guard Josh Seals back and it really uh, bolstered the offensive line's play. And, you know, um, it's a lot different, you know, scheme than what uh, they were running previously, but they're really getting it down and starting to get better and, you know, uh, moving, moving up and improving. And that's all that you can ask for, especially when it's a unit that's of concern and breaking in some new starters. Um, you're going to have new starters at center, um, uh, left guard, and at right tackle. All right. In regards to it being the most intense scrimmage of the spring, um, that's what Neil Brown said to advertise to the players, and he said he felt like they made good on that promise as they got a lot of work in. Uh, he said in regards to the scrimmage, we got after it pretty good today. 
we approximately had 80 plays with the ones, 60 plays with, I mean, sorry, we approximately had 60 plays with the ones, 60 plays with the twos, and the, th- the third stringers got about 15 or 20 snaps. We got after it pretty good. We didn't want anybody to have more than about 55 snaps, and that's the way it worked out, just because you're rotating with your ones. But this was probably our most intense scrimmage we'll have this spring, and that's the way we advertise it to our guys. We were out here for right at two hours, and it was very physical. We did a lot of situations from opening drive of the first half, opening drive of the second half. We played a coming-off series. We played a goal line. We played a red zone. We did a third-down period. We did a short yardage period. We did a two-minute drill, end-of-game drill, end-of-half drill. So we did a lot of different things. So you can see West Virginia got a lot of work in in that last scrimmage, and um, probably really helped them overall and will help them moving forward. So um, to wrap up the discussion of the past week's scrimmage, we'll get a little injury report, updated injury report. Um, Dylan Tonkery and Josh Seals, uh, both back. Um, limited action, but both back. Um, Vandarius Cowan, who had missed Virginia's first spring scrimmage, also back and made plays in that scrimmage, as I mentioned. Uh, previously mentioned Kennedy McCoy didn't play, still undergoing that ankle injury. And then the other, only other absence besides that was Marcus Sims, wide receiver Marcus Sims. Not yet made his return to the practice field. Missed a couple practices prior to the first scrimmage. Hasn't been around since then. Um... The absence is due to a personal issue, according to uh, Coach Brown. But you do have some conflicting reports on that. Some people are reporting that he's actually um, still suffering from that hamstring injury that um, you know hurt him last season, towards the end of last season. And that injury was uh, worse than previously believed, so he's still kind of trying to recover from that. But whether it's a personal issue or he's still trying to recover from that hamstring injury, Marcus Sims has not been around, and you're unlikely to see him in the spring game coming up on Saturday. So having said that, let's switch gears. Let's give a little preview of the spring game coming up on Saturday, uh, April 13th, as we're just a couple days away now. So let's talk about it. All right, so West Virginia will hold the Gold Blue Spring Game Saturday, April 13th, this Saturday at 1 p.m. in Morgantown. Um, really excited, not only because of new era. Um, you didn't have a spring game last year. You know, not a lot of emphasis has been put on the spring game. So I think that a lot of Mountaineer Nation is really excited, and rightfully so. I'm excited myself. Going to have the jerseys unveiled, the new jersey, what the new look of the Mountaineers, what they're going to look like. We'll talk more about that here in a little bit. But um, as far as the spring game, what can we expect? Um, well, you know, I'm, I'm not going to make a prediction as to which team will win, gold or blue, because um, don't even know who's going to be on which team. As a matter of fact, we don't even know exactly what the format's going to be that Neil Brown's going to use. He hasn't revealed that, that yet. He's going to, um, you know, I'm sure that that will come out in the coming days, um, exactly what the format of the, of the scrimmage will be, the, the spring game. But, you know... Um, is it going to be ones versus ones, ones versus twos, twos versus ones? Is it going to be, um, you know, pick teams? You know, um, he he, he uh, mentioned previously, you know, before spring started that um, he would have some fun things going with the spring game, maybe even some competitions, try and get some fan interaction and stuff. So I think it's going to be a really fun atmosphere. Um, if you're able to go, you should definitely get up there and go. I'm sure it'll likely be streamed online, probably on the WVU Sports website, probably on the West Virginia Mountaineers app. If you can't get there, definitely check it out regardless. Um, I think it's going to be a great time, but. Um, you know, as I said, I don't, I don't know, you know, what to predict as far as like who will win or, you know, anything like that. But what I, one prediction I will make is that the defense will probably outperform the offense in this game. You know, first team, first team wise, of course, um, just based on things that you've heard throughout the spring, as well as, um, 
you know, the offense is breaking in a lot more new than the defense is. Yes, the defense is breaking in an entirely new scheme, and the offensive scheme has some carryover, but the offensive line is breaking in new faces, um, new faces at receiver, new faces at quarterback, a lot of growing pains on the offense. So defense learning a new scheme, but they have a lot of experienced players and a lot of guys that have been playing very well. So I think the defense will outplay the offense, but the offense could surprise us, and we could see some good things um, from both sides of the football Um as far as, you know, what West Virginia's new look defense will look like, um, as I previously mentioned, a lot of movement uh, pre-snap, a lot of movement post-snap. Um, you're going to have a three-down line look uh, most of the time, but that bandit position that I mentioned, Vanderius Cowan's been playing, Zach Sandwich has also been playing. They can come down to the line, kind of look, give the look of a, a four-down lineman kind of. But you're kind of looking at a 3-4, uh, and then at times it can look like a 4-2-5. So um, we'll see how that how that functions. Um, offensively, a lot of the same pass concepts. I think this season we're going to see a lot of two-back sets. Most of you has four capable running backs. I think they're going to try and get as many of them on the field as possible. Um, one thing that I've heard uh, coming out of the spring that I think uh, people will probably be excited to hear is the return of the zone read. Um, for those that don't know what the zone read is, um, think back Pat White, Steve Slayton, West Virginia days um, to when the quarterback uh, puts, sticks the ball in the running back's gut, reads the defensive end. If he crashes down, he'll pull it out, keep it running himself. If um, he's, if the defensive end stays home, he'll hand it off to that running back. Um, from what I've heard, Neil Brown's offense heavily makes use of the zone read um, on a lot of plays. So um, West Virginia's quarterbacks are getting accustomed to that, something new they haven't had to do before under Dana Holgerson. So um, what you're kind of uh, going to be seeing from this offense is you're kind of blending – the blending the past concepts of you know air raid schemes like Dana Holgerson's with schemes of the offensive days like uh, from the Rich Rodriguez days. So you're kind of getting the best of both worlds of you know two of the the most explosive style of offenses that West Virginia has employed in you know the past 20 years. Um, you're kind of getting the um, best of both of those worlds. Think of it as a Rich Rod offense and a Dana Holgerson offense hybrid, but then he also can employ some power scheme. and He's not afraid to get up in their eye formation and stuff like that, power at home. So it's really a multiple offense as well, but, um, you know, air raid pass concepts, stick routes, uh, stick draws, um, you know, flood routes, mesh routes, things like that as far as passing. And um, primarily will be pistol, shotgun, but uh, they will go under center at times. He's not afraid to run some power as well. But uh, watch out for the zone read. That play is going to be coming back into the fold for the West Virginia offense. Um, as far as what can we expect to see, you know, starters-wise, I wouldn't buy too much into who runs out on the field first, um, specifically on offense, especially, you know, quarterback, uh, mainly mainly quarterback, just because I think that, you know, as I said, there's not nobody been declared the guy yet. Um, I think you'll see all four of those guys play. I think you'll see all three of the top three probably get some work with the first teamers, but um, I, I'm not going to say who's going to come out there first, but I think the offensive line is, you know, um, almost solidified at this point. Uh, the one question mark still remains at center just due to the fact of Jacob Butchergrossi, who is not available to participate in the spring. I think it's going to factor into that competition that Chase Barrett has kind of earned right now. But um, I think that him and uh, Butchergrossi will compete in the summer and fall to see who ends up the starter there. But as far as your offensive line, I think you expect to see um, Colton McKivitt start at left tackle. Michael Brown start at left guard, Chase Barrett start at center, Josh Seal start at right guard, and Kelby Wickline start at right tackle. That's what you're going to probably expect to see as the first-team offensive line. Uh, Receiver-wise, 
Um, I mentioned you probably won't see Marcus Sims, uh, so you know won't, he won't factor in there. I think what you'll probably uh, see as your top four wide receivers will be Sam James, T.J. Simmons, Tevin Bush, and you'll probably see Bryce Wheaton out there as well. But uh, then don't be surprised to see guys like Quincy Hall, Dylan Spalding, Randy Fields, um, all of those guys get some playing time. Tight end, Giovanni Hassan is going to be your first string, but also you'll see TJ Banks and Michael Laughlin battling for that second string role behind him. Running back, all four of those guys are going to play. I'm not going to uh, make a prediction as to who runs out on the field first. Uh, same with quarterback. I think all those guys are going to play. Uh, defensively, um, I think a defensive end is the one question mark. Um, you're going to have Ta Taj Austin as one defensive end, I believe. And the other defensive end, I think, is a question mark, whether it's going to be Reese Donahue or Dante Steeles. Um, but you're going to have Dante Stills or Reese Donahue at one defensive end, Taj Olsen at the other defensive end, and uh, Darius Stills line up at nose tackle. Um, your linebackers, you're probably going to see Javani Stewart start at one spot, uh, probably Van Darius Cowan, Dylan Tonkery, and Josh Chandler. Um, you know, Charlie Bitten's a guy that factory in there, possibly be a starter, but where he's missed, Josh Chandler's really took that role, so it's going to be hard to get it away from him. So I think the four linebackers you'll see start will be Javani Stewart at the spear position. Uh, Vendere's Cowan at the Bandit, Dylan Tonkery at the Mike, and Josh Chandler at the Wheel position. Corners, um, I think you'll see Josh Norwood on one side, Keith Washington on the other, and then you'll see Dershawn Miller and um, Hakeem Bailey get some action as well. And then at safety, as I mentioned, Kenny Robinson and Derek Pitts will be the guys you'll see out there first with the first team. That's kind of my prediction for what you can see from the first team from West Virginia on both sides of the ball. You know, you got your spots that are still undecided. Uh, the one defensive end spot, center, quarterback, running back, who that, who's going to be the first starter there, and kind of a couple of those receiver spots kind of up for grabs uh, with, you know, Marcus Sims absent. But I think you'll see Sam James. I think your top three receivers, you know, not counting Marcus Sims, with Marcus Sims absent, I think Sam James, TJ Simmons, and Tevin Bush are your top three receivers right now with Bryce Wheaton, a close fourth. Um, but yeah, that's kind of what to uh, expect from the Gold Blue Spring Game. I think it's gonna be great to see. I know everyone's excited to see what Neil Brown's, you know, first team looks like. It's a new era. Uh, they were handing out those shirts at the Fan uh, Student Appreciation Day. Hopefully, they release those uh, to the public because I'd love to get my hands on one of those in the future. So that's kind of what to expect. Um, so talking about the Gold Blue Spring Game, you know, there's the big news that the new uniforms are going to be revealed at the Spring Game. So um, let's talk about those new uniforms. Um, what do I want to see? Uh, what can we expect, possibly? Um, let's talk uniforms. All right, so as I mentioned, West Virginia will be getting a new look for the 2019 season. Truly new era, new, entirely new coaching staff, entirely new uniforms, new faces in a lot of spots on the on the field. So, uh, you know, new uniforms, you know, it's kind of good that they're getting those right now as well. Um, Nike uniforms. Um, you know, been a lot of speculation about what you'll expect. Um, you know, people are talking, you know, maybe we'll finally get that cold rush, that black uniform. Um, I wouldn't mind that at all. I'd like to see it, you know, even if it's like a charcoal gray, you know, um, that'd be great. But I don't think that you will see that. Um, Shane Lyons, which means athletic director, does not like black. You know, he removed the black jerseys for the basketball team, says black's not a school color. So I don't think you'll see black. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing it. I, I, I'd like to see it, but I don't think you'll see that. Um, you know, what do I want to see? Um, 
I think I, I think I'd go along with everybody. The number font needs to be changed. Um, you know, I, I love the fact that the ones before were represent representative of pickaxes and you know West Virginia's coal mining history. That's cool and all, but the numbers just wasn't very legible. Um, you know, not on TV, not in person. You know, they just didn't have the best look to them. So I think you know more of a block style number, maybe. You know, maybe a if you're going to do something different, still make it. You know, not as different if you want to make it you know stand out you know but make it legible more than anything i think that's one of the main things um i think i'd like to see the logo on the helmet be a little bit bigger i think that when we went to these new helmets uh the logo the wv was a little small hopefully they get a little bit bigger fine wv on the helmet um and then you know one of the other main things i want to see is just kind of um you know, the numbers on the jersey, whether you got the white jersey with the blue numbers, I'd like to see them go back to the, having the outline. You know, uh, these past numbers was just like solid. Like when the number was blue, it was solid blue. I think if you got a blue number, you need a gold outline. If you got a gold number, you need a blue outline. If you got a white number, you need a blue or a gold outline. You know, whatever that uh, tertiary color is that's not on the on the jersey, it needs to outline the number. I really liked when West Virginia's always done that in the past. You know, you've seen that from the jerseys that we wore from 2007 to 2012, you know, back before that. That, you know, there's a picture floating around back when West Virginia had the champion jerseys in the 90s. Those are maybe my favorite WVU jerseys ever. I'd love to see something kind of like that. It had those outlines on the on the number fonts, which I think looks great when you got that off-color outline on that number font. Um, what do I think we will see? Um, it's really it's really hard to tell, you know. Um, a lot of people want to see more of a traditional look. I, I would like that personally, but you know, when you're dealing with these, you know, eighteen to twenty three year old kids, they want something, you know, new, something hip, something modern, and you know, it can be used as a recruiting tool. So if we do get something traditional, I think it won't be, you know, purely traditional. It'll be traditional updated to a, like a modern style in, in some way, if if that makes any sense at all. Um, you know, maybe or maybe that'll be traditional but you'll have a more modern style alternate uniform or something like that um do i think we'll keep uh the three color helmets blue white and gold um i think we will yeah i think that the 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 kids the players you know the recruits they like having different options of what to wear i think we'll keep all um three of the helmet colors um i don't know if we'll keep the matte finish and you may go back to more of a glossy style helmet that we've had in past that's possible you know Usually when you're changing uniforms, you kind of do like the opposite of what the uniform set was before that. So I won't be surprised at that. Um, I think you're still going to be looking at different combinations. I think you'll still probably have a gold jersey. You'll still probably have a white jersey. You'll still probably have a blue jersey. And probably have all three colors of pants still as well. I think you'll have all three colors of you know tops, bottoms, and helmets. Um, it's just a matter of what the what the different looks will be. Um, I'm expecting, you know, um, once you had solid pants, I'm expecting maybe a single stripe. Um, you know, hopefully not a wide stripe, more like a, you know, it's like a single pinstripe or something like that. That's what I'm kind of expecting, but it's hard to tell. Maybe they'll keep them solid. Who knows? But I think, you know, where the last number saw, they may do something different this time. We'll see. But I think they'll see something that honors the traditional look of West Virginia uniforms, but updates it to a uh, more modern and contemporary style in some way. That's what I'm expecting. But I'm excited to see that as well, see what West Virginia's going to look like for 2019. And then, of course, the most exciting part is not the uniforms, but getting to see the team on the field for the first time under Neil Brown in the entire uh, uh, new West Virginia coaching staff, so that's great. Um, we will be back on the Country Roads webcast to recap that game, what happened, talk about the uniforms, our opinions of them, and then you know throughout the offseason we will try and uh, you know get a few more shows in before uh, you know before the preseason, before the fall when we start our you know team previews and and you know season predictions and things like that. Just so you know you don't you don't forget about us here at the Country Roads webcast. You know don't forget about me. You know. Don't, 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 don't. Don't you
Yeah, sorry, you know, I had to uh, play a little, pay a little homage there to the uh, classic song made famous by the great John Hughes flick, The Breakfast Club. Um, one of the all-time classics, one of the all-time greats, you know, one of the goats, as the kids say, anyway. But, um, you know, I can't promise you that that's the last time I'll ever sing on the Country Roads webcast, but I can promise you that I never will sing well on the Country Roads webcast. That is not in my array of talents is a good singing voice, so uh, no worries there. But, uh, you know, if I made your ears bleed, I do apologize for that. But, um, anyway... I guess that will pretty much wrap up this episode of the Country Roads webcast brought to you by Trio 4 Productions. We are the official podcast of Almost Heaven Athletics found on the web at almostheavenathletics.com. Be sure and follow us on Twitter at WVU Country Roads. Um, like Almost Heaven Athletics on Facebook. Follow them on Twitter as well at AHAthleticsWV. And Almost Heaven Athletics is now on Instagram, so you can uh, follow them on Instagram as well. And then most importantly, if you like the podcast, if you like Mountaineer football, be sure and listen to us and subscribe to us. And most importantly, share us with your friends, fellow Mountaineers, as we try and continue to grow our podcast here at the Country Roads webcast. Find us on any podcast platform you choose, SoundCloud, Google, Apple, all of the above. You know, whatever you listen to your podcast, find us there. Country, the Country Roads webcast, search us. We're there. Give us a listen. Tell your friends. Share us. Subscribe to us. All that good stuff. We sure do appreciate it. Having said that, that will wrap us up until after the spring game. And I'm um, looking forward to it. Hopefully it's a good turnout for the West Virginia Mountaineers. And, um... Go Blue Spring Game coming up April 13th, 1 p.m. this Saturday. Tune in to see the 2019 West Virginia Mountaineers, your first look at them. So we'll see how that goes. See new uniforms as well. It's going to be an exciting Saturday this coming Saturday, and I, for one, can't wait to see it. And I'm sure the rest of Mountaineer Nation cannot wait as well. So that being said, as always, I'm your host, Jordan Cruz. And until next time, let's go Mountaineers. Hey! Let's